Hello, and welcome to episode 140 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Jordan Clark, comics writer. And Jordan is the new writer on DC Comics Aquaman num- issues number 62 and 63. Uh, 62, uh, here's a brief summary. In order to save his baby Andy, Jackson Hyde makes a deal with the devil, his father, the Black Manta. Now Jackson must find his way to Zebel while everyone is celebrating the surprise nuptials of Mira. But what he finds there is darker and deadlier than he ever imagined. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructed Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Jordan, thanks uh, so much for being back on the podcast. You have been on episodes 27, 84, and now 140. Uh, you're in some rare air here. You're, uh, you're yeah. a three-time, three-time guest. But uh, yeah. for anybody who hasn't listened to those episodes, uh, could you give us a quick uh, bio about yourself before we dive into Aquaman? Sure. I feel like I feel like I'm in like SNL like five timers <laughs> club. I feel like I need a like a jacket or something. Yeah. You and Philip, <laughs> you, you one more, and you can one up. You and Philip are tied right now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I need to. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll work on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess brief summary. Um, Jordan Clark. I'm a comics writer. I live in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I've been writing comics for like seven eight years now i think how old am i how long has this been going i've time is not a thing anymore <laughs> um but it's 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 definitely been a while um since college um and yeah i've done a number of independent books self-published books um was in the bitch planet triple feature a few years ago from image comics um had a story in uh dc anthology crimes of passion earlier this year in february uh and now this is kind of my my first first run on my own they're they're giving me <laughs> giving me the reins and we'll see how this works out but i i really am uh excited for these two stories so uh yeah that's that's kind of a quick quick summary very nice. So um, when you were approached by DC to, to write the Aquaman title, how, how familiar were you with uh, where they were in the storyline and, and stuff like that? Yeah, as soon as I heard Kelly Sue was going to be taken over, I, I jumped on that immediately. Um, so I've been reading this iteration from the start, but also a uh, big fan of the Jeff Johns run. Um, read pretty much all of that into the Jeff Parker run. Um, before that, I mean, I I know Aquaman from, you know, Super Friends, yeah. <laughs> uh, and his many other cartoon appearances, um, and you know, this issue is is focusing on Jackson Jackson Hyde, uh, who's Aqualad, who most people would know him from Young Justice. Uh, so I watched all of the first two seasons. I haven't watched the third season of Young Justice yet. It's a little bit different. Um, origin story is a little bit different. Um, powers are the same. Uh, a lot of that stuff is the same. So, uh, you know, trying to kind of figure out, because the thing about Jackson is that he debuted in the Brightest Day event. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then basically after that was when 52 started. So then he was just gone. <laughs> <laughs> for a long time uh and then came back in in the rebirth special um so it's it's 
good and bad in the sense that it's almost like a fresh slate. Like it's almost kind of a new, you can do some new things because they kind of tweaked his, his origin when he came back and then he was in Teen Titans for a while. Um, and then after that run kind of transitioned to a new team, he was kind of gone for a little, little bit. So Kelly Stu brought him back uh, for this run of Aquaman and I kind of I get a chance to kind of flesh things out a little bit more in terms of uh not only just his uh relationship with his father Black Manta um but also just him as a character in general so it was it was kind of like you know there's history there and so I wanted to be aware of that uh and I read you know all of the brightest day stuff and you know a number of the Teen Titans books just to kind of get a sense of like the character that he's been you know in the past and and who people kind of would expect you know when they're reading the book about him but also trying to do things a little bit differently just so that um you know if you have been kind of waiting for like oh here's some development for Jackson here's some like new information some new stuff to kind of push him in a different direction or just in more of an upward direction in general uh you know it was an opportunity to do that so very very grateful you know for the opportunity and kind of strangely enough like had prior experience following kelly sue on yeah something yeah i was gonna ask yeah and i was gonna ask about that when did kelly sue like when you when she was brought on to aquaman Uh, How much longer after that did she reach out to you maybe or like did you reach out did you guys talk about maybe you writing some issues or was it all editorial? Uh, It's interesting when she got or I I don't know when she officially got the job but when she was announced at uh, New York Comic Con two years ago that was my first New York Comic Con so I was there and like I went to the panel and got to like chat her up a little bit afterwards and um very very nice as always it's she's got an incredible just like presence about her like people are like drawn (laughs) like like into her and i don't know how she's able to like talk to so many people at once and it feels like she's only talking to you while she's like you know commanding this large crowd of people um but yeah i mean we have stayed in touch and like she's always been very complimentary of my writing and like very supportive of, of, you know, everything that I'm doing, which is great. Um, so I think they had, you know, an, an idea and an opportunity for, um, you know, somebody to step in and, uh, you know, work on these issues. And I had a little bit of experience working with, um, you know, DC from the, uh, crimes of passion anthology earlier in the year. Um, and, you know, this was kind of like a, a transition over because uh, one of the editors there had, you know, also been working on Aquaman and kind of been like a, a go-between for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was like, I don't know if like a natural transition is, is right. the right yeah. word, but I think there was enough connectivity there where, um, you know, they, they had a, a need for somebody to kind of step in and they're like, we know somebody yeah. <laughs> and that nice. was me. So, <laughs> and did you and Kelly have conversations about Jackson um, while you were writing the scripts? Like, were you in pretty close contact with her collaboration wise? Yeah, it's been 
really interesting just on the creative side, um, you know, being somebody jumping into an, an ongoing run of something and kind of like being able to see behind the scenes of like how that's working. Um, Cause I was able to see kind of like her outline for, you know, the next chunk of the story. Um, so kind of seeing what she had, idealized for Jackson some of the things that she was like you know this is where I'd like to see the character go if we have a chance um and then I had an opportunity to just you know sit down and talk with her about everything um and again similar to the bitch planet experience like I came in with ideas and you know a whole bunch of other things not necessarily expecting people to be like maybe you shouldn't like tone that down or do something else or you know this isn't how comics works uh but like similar to to that you know this was a situation where i came up with all these things expecting them to be like this is good this is good we can't do this you know et cetera, et cetera. and they're like all of this is good and i was like oh okay okay well then do that i guess um so everything you know i was kind of telling her about what i envisioned she was like yeah do that that sounds great like let's roll with that um so yeah great to kind of be able to you know speak with her um not only just about like the character in general but also get some more just like you know comics tips you know comic creating tips um but just being able to bounce ideas off of people i think is is kind of how i work best you know sometimes yeah. when I'm, I'm just able to like vocalize things and talk them out uh with somebody and and they're you know obviously bouncing ideas back and then you see things kind of come to life in that way so um yeah, definitely. She was very open and available and supportive and ready to kind of, you know, back me up on things. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's always great to have somebody like that who is not only, um, you know, very talented in their own right and, and has a lot of, you know, information, uh, and can kind of tell you if you're, if you're going in the wrong direction and is honest, like she's not going to tell you that's great when it's not great. Like she right. wants it to be great. So she's mm-hmm. going to tell you, you know, if you need to fix things in a, in a nice constructive way that makes you feel good about it. Um, but also somebody who is genuinely excited about, you know, the work and, and gets genuinely excited about other people's creativity. So yeah, it was, it was very awesome to be able to collaborate in that way. That's awesome. So it seems like uh, you and Kelly Sue had had some conversations, um, and they centered around uh, they centered around um, Jackson. But uh, do you think that it was more that you guys had talked about that plan, or this was a way to introduce uh, a new writer who could hand, who was taking two characters, and it, it's the Aquaman book, but mm-hmm. you're not you're not playing with the 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 main character in the storyline you're still advancing the the world along and yeah. the and the and the all that stuff but you're you're not getting the the you know the the title character of the book so you, do you think there was a little bit of planning there yeah i think really anytime you're doing uh you know monthly comics specifically monthly superhero comics and there's more than one character <laughs> involved it's always very difficult to kind of juggle everything that needs to be juggled because you're writing, you know, the main character, which is Aquaman. And then you have characters like, um, you know, Jackson who are 
secondary characters in terms of the overall narrative, but also, Mm -hmm. you know, characters that people are invested in. And then you're introducing some new characters and then you're bringing back some older characters and you've got characters like Ocean Master and, um, you know, Mira. And you're kind of trying to really like orchestrate like this large scale thing. And so, you know, how much time do you have to kind of have side quest adventures or really like get into oh, you know, while this was going on, this is what this character was doing, you know, because sometimes, um, one, I mean, just momentum in general is so important for a monthly book. Like, if you're reading the book month to month and you're just, like, hanging on the edge of your seat, you can't wait for that book to come out, like, you don't want to really mess with that formula, right? Like, if you've got something good going, you want to keep that going. Um, But at the same time, you know, there is... Everybody's a fan of somebody, right? Like, everybody loves some character no matter who it is and um you know when you have as large of a cast as aquaman has kind of spread out to have where it's really about you know aquaman and him you know reaching out for help you know reaching out for all these different people in his life and kind of you know leaning on them for support and then giving them support back um you know it's not just about you know aquaman dives into the sea and has adventures and do all these other does all this other stuff it's like you know aquaman has built himself a community of people um and you want to hear about those people and see what those people are doing so uh i think you know an opportunity presented itself where they were kind of like you know what like we have some space here that we can play around with um you know we have a character that i think a lot of people are into you know popular in terms of the animation will be on justice but also you know, it's a, it's a young gay black character that I think, you know, a lot of people are kind of like, I'd like to know more about them and like what their adventures are and kind of has been, again, with, you know, 52 of them being gone for so long uh, and then, you know, coming back in Teen Titans. But, you know, this is an opportunity for them to kind of take more of uh, a pronounced spotlight. So I, I think they, they saw that opportunity and said, you know, we, we should take advantage of that and kind of see what we can do here uh to to really take the time to give jackson just a little something you know before we get back into the main book uh because you know there's stuff like annuals which are always great for that um but i think anytime you can kind of weave some more depth into the supporting cast while not necessarily taking all the attention off of the the ongoing narrative is is always a good a good opportunity specifically in superhero comics where it's just like things are moving so quickly, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So if you, if you have the time and you can make the time, you know, it only adds more depth to the world. Yeah. I really liked how the book felt like uh, kind of like a Lord of the Rings esque sort of side quest, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, this is sort of where you're maybe going to see what Mary and Pippin are up to that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> right. and, and, and that way it builds, like you said, it fleshes out the world, but it gives it more of a mythic epic feel to the, the whole world. And Aquaman has one of those really rich uh, universes that it's on its own, um, which is so great about the story. But I, I wanted to piggyback off of what you were saying about Jackson and ask us, I just sort of maybe a more general question about what, uh, what do you love most about writing the character? I guess is the question I'd like because you, you gave a little bit, but just, uh, yeah. What, what do you love most? Yeah. I mean, again, coming in, uh, he wasn't necessarily like a, like a total blank slate, obviously. Right. Uh, he's got a history, uh, you know, son of black Manta and, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of other baggage, but I think, you know, the story overall in terms of, um, 
you know, what I really wanted to get out of Jackson uh, and kind of this friction between him and his, his father. And then uh, for people who haven't been reading the book, uh, there is the year of the the villain event, which happened earlier in the year. And it was basically Lex Luthor uh, was going around and kind of gifting certain villains these these opportunities or these powers or, you know, something that would kind of give them the ultimate key to beat their arch nemesis. Uh, and for Black Manta, he gave, he gave him a giant uh, mech, you know, yeah. like a like a Gundam style mech, but it was installed with uh, uh, artificial intelligence recreation of his father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, you have kind of three generations here where uh, Jackson is kind of under under the shadow of Black Manta, right? Like, I mean, imagine your dad is one of the most notorious supervillains to ever live. Uh, and is also like tried to kill you several times and like tried to kill your mentor several times. I mean, more than several times He's always trying to kill Aquaman, but uh, yeah. it's, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff to play with there. So for me, um, you know, I came into it uh, really trying to give Jackson depth, you know, in terms of, of that relationship with his father, but also, um, you know, thinking about ways in which, you know, he's like Aquaman, you know, I mean, they've got kind of similar powers. He's probably more like Mera in, in the sense that, you know, they're both aquakinetic and, um, you know, can control water in that way. But he's he's also very different from Aquaman in a lot of ways. And I think whenever you have, you know, a young hero who's kind of trying to find themselves and are in these times of like, uh, you know, who who am I and who do I want to be? You know, specifically whenever you have, you know, when you're, when you're Aqualad or your kid flash or your, you know, these, these heroes who are like very prominently underneath like a main legacy hero. Um, you know, how do I navigate the space where I don't know if Jackson ever envisions himself as Aquaman, you know, like as, as like taking up that mantle, uh, but definitely probably sees himself as definitely a hero. Right. And so like, you want to be a hero, but like your dad is a notorious supervillain. So like, how do you, rewrite that story for yourself how do you um you know kind of carve out your own space you know in between black manta but also in between aquaman um and just kind of how do you how do you for me as a writer how do i present jackson as somebody that you like you want to root for right like you want to you want to be behind this character uh you want to be invested in their adventures um you know he's kind of been like secluded for a good portion of his life because uh originally his mom took him to new mexico to kind of be away from all the water but also Mm -hmm. to be be away from black manta in general and so um you know she was very protective initially of him and he wasn't really social you know like he had friends but it was kind of you know he was kind of restricted in a lot of ways and now he's kind of been let loose into the world so like you know how is he interacting with other people how is he interacting with um you know the 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 positive forces in his life but also the negative forces of his life um and where's he going to come out on the other side so you know you have two issues here to kind of say all right you know i want to take this character 
uh, from point A, where you know he's he's beginning coming in from you know the issues he's been in in the main series to point B, where it's like Jackson's a badass. Like Jackson's yeah. like he's he's super cool. Um, you know, he's he's somebody that I think just has this infectious energy and spirit and you can kind of feel it as the story goes along. Cause he definitely is, is looking to not be black Manta, you know, specifically, but also like be, be a hero. And like, that's kind of a thing that is, is hard to define, right? Like what is a hero? What is heroic? You know, what does that look like? Um, and I think he's he's coming from, you know, Black Manta and then also his grandfather, people who are very much so like, look out for yourself, you know, do for self, um, you know, worry about yourself. And then, you know, other things will take care of themselves. Whereas he's kind of like, you know, but people need my help. And like, I have literal superpowers in which I can, can help all these people. Um, and so, you know, him very much so making a decided effort to put himself out into the world um and and try to do as much good as he can and sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't work but um you know i think seeing him really come into his own is is what i wanted to get out of the story and get out of him as a character yeah i really there was i love the 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 issue very much but there was one moment without getting into spoilers that i thought was just brilliant and i won't like i said i won't spoil it but the grandfather ai is asking Jackson questions and you know Jackson's sort of answering them generally but there's this moment where he answers a question and then the grandfather does not reply to it at all like Mm -hmm. he just goes silent and I love how again a lot of it's Marco's artwork but I like that silent beat where you just read his expressions and there's so much conflict because he at one point he wants approval from his family but on the other part, he's like, I have to be open and honest about who I am. Mm-hmm. And I really thought that one panel, I was like, I hadn't read anything by about Jackson ever. And I got that character right then and right there. And I, I thought that was a brilliant moment. Would you mind getting into micro details and about <laughs> how that Mount moment came to be? For sure. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I came into it again wanting to kind of assert two things about Jackson is is that he's 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 a young black man and he's a young gay man and those are like one of those things is very evident when you see him uh one of those other things is not so evident and uh you know one of the things that I've I've really taken into account just listening to a lot of uh LGBTQ people talk about their experiences with media is that so many times like it's just, it goes unsaid, you know, and you kind of have to read into things and kind of question like, where are they? Or like, well, this seems like they are, but you know, nobody's really saying anything or doing anything. So I kind of have to like find what I can, you know, in these characters and in these stories to kind of relate to me. Um, And that was a moment where I was just like, well, if you don't know Jackson's gay, like here it is, like right here, like (laughs) you're really going to know what I'm talking about. And on top of that, really, just in terms of a, a character to character relation moment, um, you know, it's it's again weird comic book stuff. His grandfather is an artificial intelligence inside of a giant robot, but at the same time, I think thinking about you know here's here's this character who like every parent and every grandparent, you know, you kind of have a certain expectation of what 
you know, your children or your grandchildren are going to be like. And you're really hoping that they're going to be just like you and they like all the same things you do and you can relate to them in just very easy ways where you don't have to kind of consider other identities or, you know, things that they may be. And so, you know, for him, it's like, look, I love football. I love fishing. I love cars. I love all this stuff. You certainly must love it because you're related to me. So like, let's talk about that stuff. And Jackson's like, not at all. Like, yes, <laughs> that's not me in any way, shape or form. Um, and it's like, well, you know, the one thing I can rely on is like, you probably have a girlfriend, right? No, don't like girls. Not into that. That's not me. So it's just kind of like that final, not even straw between them, but it's just, it's like really driving home the point that like, we're really not alike. So, um, you know, this relationship, however, it's going to move forward, you know, it's, it's not going to be able to move forward on those kind of easy pillars of like, we can always fall back and rely on these things. Like we're going to have to actually make an effort here to, you know, learn about each other and, and accept each other. You also get a glimpse into that, just how much you, you get, you understand why Black Manta hates his dad off of that conversation too. And then as the book goes, especially when the grandfather just keeps having those expectations and then he keeps comparing him to Black Manta as the book goes. So I'm really interested to see how the next issue builds on that tension as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's also so real, you know, to family dynamics. And I really appreciated that attention to detail. Um, And uh, also to have a, yeah, to have a character that's uh, not into sports or fishing or anything like that is also <laughs> great just in general. I definitely could relate there, um, but yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so I, uh, I have a, fo- I have a, a follow-up. Uh, actually, uh, it, it's, it starts off as a, as a compliment because I wasn't uh, as familiar with, uh, with Jackson, and it, w- it wasn't quite show, don't tell, but it was like, don't tell and show a little bit like you, 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 I got, I was like, Oh, when, when that interaction with his dad goes in, like I knew the story, I knew the story of, of Jackson without having it to be told directly the story mm-hmm. of Jackson. So I thought you handled that really well. Thank and you. so my, my other part would be, you know, in the DC universe and, you know, Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne, Arthur Curry, you know, all of these sort of legacy, uh, you know, old white dudes like how important was it for you to be able to write um somebody that was not the traditional legacy you know straight old white guy you know millionaire playboy or guy with all the powers how 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 important was that to to you it's i mean again like in terms of being able to kind of come into this this dc universe that's been going on for you know 70 plus years and and all these uh, amazing characters that they have like I couldn't ask for a better like introduction in terms of getting able to write somebody like Jackson just because um, you know one I can relate in a lot of ways to Jackson uh, you know and and two um, just in terms of that representation like being able to have a character you know there's there's so few like openly gay superheroes in general right mm-hmm. even fewer openly gay uh, superheroes of color um, and even fewer openly gay superheroes of color who are like teenagers right so it's just like the the, the further you go down like there's mm-hmm. less of them there are um, and you know really thinking about just like wow there's probably a lot of kids out there who would just love to read about a character like Jackson and so 
um, you know, immediately when the opportunity was presented, I was like, there's so many things we can do. <laughs> like there's so yeah. much uh, to kind of play with and, and so many directions to go. And so, um, you know, it, it was, it was so, it was so much fun. And then also again, not having 70 plus years of, of history and baggage to kind of, you know, work through and say, Oh, what if we did this? Well, you know, in, in 1976, you know, there was a story where Batman, you know, X, Y, Z. And it's like, Oh, I guess we can't do that. Or what if we do this? So it's like, well, in 1987, there was a story where Batman, it's like, Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, and it's like, Oh, like, well, here's a character where like, there's just so much uh, to do and, and so much to, um, kind of bring out of him so you know i immediately was just like this is this if there's if there is any other way to come in you know i couldn't really think of a better one um you know being able to not only just write this story in particular but write a character like jackson where i think um you know if if you're familiar with him um you know there's going to be a lot of great stuff in the story for you if you've never read uh, anything with Jackson in it before, I think hopefully you'll become a fan of his and, and really want to follow, uh, where he goes next. Um, but yeah, I, I think superheroes are, you know, comics, comics is a big space with a lot of stuff going on, but superheroes is really what brings so many readers Mm -hmm. into the comic space. Um, and being able to bring, you know, more diversity into the space, um, and, and bring some youthful exuberance and all of that into the space and really kind of, you know, reach out to a lot of people who maybe haven't seen themselves, you know, in this world before, but now maybe seeing themselves for the first time, I thought was, uh, such a great opportunity. So yeah, I was, I was, I was thrilled to kind of, you know, make that my introduction. And I think another, another great thing of sort of like the, 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 everything aligning to be really perfect. Uh, the, uh, when, when Jackson is, uh, talking to his grandfather AI, they have a, they have an interaction about like, uh, I believe, uh, the, the grandfather says, you don't know what it's like to grow up as a, uh, as a black person in Baltimore in the eighties. I don't think the time frame works out for you because you're, you're a little too young to have been growing up in the eighties, but that also, <laughs> that also aligns with you pretty well too, right? Yeah. Well, I was, there's a lot of like sliding scale math that you have to do in your head, you know, when you're writing in these superhero universes, because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I guess, you know, uh, Captain America can get away with fighting in, in World War II and like Wolverine can get away with, you know, fighting a long time ago, but like other characters, you know, it's kind of like, well, you got to move that up. You know what I mean? Like Frank Castle couldn't have fought in Vietnam anymore. Like he yeah. might have to move that up a little bit more, you know, if he's 30 years old or however old he's supposed to be. Um, so, you know, for black Manta, uh, I was like, all right, you know, if Jackson's supposed to be like 17, 16 you know then you know subtract that from 2020 and then all right you know black manta probably had him when he was like i don't know like 24 20 25 so subtract that from you know uh (laughs) 2003 and then okay um but yeah you know black manta black manta and guy gardner both from baltimore uh so uh i was i was i was happy to to have that information just to be able to kind of you know, make that reference because, you know, Baltimore specifically in the 80s, but also a lot of places, a lot of black communities during that time dealing with Reaganomics, dealing with the war on drugs, dealing Mm -hmm. with, you know, just generations of, you know, systemic oppression and, you know, all kinds of other things where, 
the eighties kind of was a, was a boiling point for so many of these different communities here in Baltimore, over in Washington, DC, uh, you know, Oakland, um, you know, a lot of different places where, you know, Baltimore had, uh, you know, riots after, um, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Uh, so there is still like some leftover kind mm-hmm. of, you know, upheaval in the city at that time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, it's, it's always tricky to kind of rationalize why somebody's a supervillain. And, you know, it, it wasn't even an attempt to kind of like say, well, of course he was a supervillain because he was from Baltimore. But uh-huh. <laughs> more like, uh, you know, I, I think just the, 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 the trauma that, you know, a lot of kids growing up in, in neighborhoods where, you know, safety isn't guaranteed, um, food isn't guaranteed, uh, you know, like uh, school might be a safe place, you know, in some instances might not be the best place in other instances. And, and so there's a lot of instability and there's a lot of kind of like a lot of fear, I think, in terms of parents not being able to really have control over what, you know, their kids are exposed to. So, you know, there's that, there's that line of uh, Jesse, the grandfather kind of saying, you know, I did my best to like, you know, protect him, but like I couldn't protect him from everything. Right. Like things are just going to happen. Um, and, you know, his solution was, well, you know, I need to make him tough. You know, I need to make him strong. I need to make him, you know, somebody who, you know, can't get hurt, you know, so when he goes out into the world without me, you know, he'll be able to kind of stand on his own. And I think that was a conversation, you know, me and Kelly Sue had where, you know, she really wanted to drive home that, you know, Jesse was, you know, a, a single parent trying to do the best that he could. And, you know, just the way that he gave the, the the information and the lessons and all that stuff uh david just he didn't he didn't take all of it the right way you know what i mean he kind of warped these you know lessons and things that his dad was trying to teach him uh and turned them into things that you know made him black manta you know kind of perverted all of this um you know into himself becoming a supervillain so uh i was like man you know great time to have a Baltimore reference. Like anytime I can kind of like, you know, throw that in there, I'm always happy to. Um, so yeah, that was, that was another one of those coincidences that just kind of lined up. That's really nice. cool. Yeah. That was a, that was a cool moment. And I wondered how, if that was actually canon or if that was a, a something that you threw in. Yeah, it's canon. <laughs> That's great. That's really it's- great. So um, a lot of times, you know, when you're working in the indie comic uh, sphere as as a as a writer, you're 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 sort of putting your team together. Um, but on this project, you know, working for a big publisher, um, you're getting you're getting teamed up with. At what point did you find out that that you were working with with Marco? On uh, it's Marco, correct? It is Marco. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 artist. Um. You know, it it was kind of like a. Uh, a little bit of a of a waiting period because I came on and I kind of was developing the story. Um, you know, I didn't really know who I was going to be writing it for um, until maybe, you know, it was getting close for me to kind of start doing the script. Uh, and Marco, Marco Santucci is uh, the artist and he had been working on the, I forget the name of it exactly, but it's the Swamp Thing, like, digital stories that have been coming out recently mm-hmm. um okay. that were in the i don't know if they were 
initially in those like giant size uh, issues that had been putting out. Um, but he was kind of wrapping that up. So it was kind of like, you know, once he was done with that, he was going to jump over and start doing this. So it was, it was nice in the sense that I got an opportunity to kind of see his, his work beforehand. Um, Cause he's been doing it for uh, a little while now. I mean, he had some, yeah. you know, Marvel work um, a little bit back in the day and has kind of jumped around and done a bunch of different things. But, but um, you know, I was, very excited once I saw you know the the work and who I was working with um and you know it, it is it is very different right because obviously you know when you're doing your own stuff your independent stuff you kind of have not only more say over you know who you're going to be working with um but also you know y- you you definitely are in in tighter contact with them right like i mean it's it's basically just you and that other person a lot of the times um and luckily in this situation you know i had some great editors on the story uh and they really brought all of us together you know in, in one big collaborative process so you know being able to you know work with marco and then you know <laughs> he's he's in italy and so um you know with the time difference i would like wake up to pages you know, every oh, wow. day. and I'll just be like, Oh, like more, more art. This is so cool. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, really getting to kind of see a firsthand, you know, working on a book like this, you know, at this level, uh, you know, with DC and just kind of like it moves, you know, it's like, it's all very fast, you know, cause you have to get these things done on a time frame. Um, but just like how smart everybody is and like how intuitive everybody is. And like, it really was just like a lot of, you know, great ideas kind of flying around and us being able to kind of, you know, find, you know, anything that we needed to fix and fix it quickly. And like me being able to see, okay, you know, I'll probably have to cut dialogue here or I'll have to move things around here. Um, And then, you know, Marco kind of, you know, being able to play around with things. um, Cause I, I'm really a, a huge advocate of like, not, not like you're the artist. So like you do that, you know, and I'll kind of stay over here, but like, um, you know, the, the script is the script. Right. But like, it's, it's about making it the best story that it can possibly be. So like never look at what I've written and say, Oh, well, like he didn't say six panels, you know, he said four. So like, I have to do this in four. Like if six panels is better, like make it six panels, you know Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like if it flows better that way, let's do that. And so again, Marco being as great as he is, you know, he was able to take certain instances and say, okay, you know, like maybe we need to add another panel here. Maybe we can kind of arrange things here. And even like, uh, you know, you were saying though, like that those, expressions you know just in those quieter moments uh you know it was really great to kind of see just how he how he was able to go from like big action sequences to like here's a small moment you know with this character where we can kind of like focus in on this um and i think going from 62 where we hadn't really had an opportunity to work together before the 63 where it's like, Oh, okay. Like I know, I know Marco a little bit now and I know what he can do and I know what he likes to do. Uh, and so like going into that, like it just, it gets crazier. Yeah. Uh, and there's, there's some moments where like, I was like, 
you know what? We only kind of just need like X amount here, you know, like it's right. a crowd scene, but we don't need that much. And he drew everything. And I was <laughs> like, like, I felt bad, but like, it looks so good. <laughs> 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 um, and he, but he was all about, I think that's the thing, you know, when, when you have somebody who's invested in the story, like, he wanted to do that. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't me saying, okay, now you have to draw exactly 62, you know, like things in the background here. It was like, well, it would look good if I drew, you know, X amount of things in the background. So like he took it upon himself to do, you know, a lot of really amazing things that weren't in the script that I'm so happy that he put in there. Cause it really just like brings everything to a new level. Yeah. So much detail in the artwork um, with the, splash pages were those in the script or were those discussions that between you and the editor and 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 marco yeah that like i knew i wanted to give marco a few big moments and like just big panels and and big splashes around um so uh yeah i mean those are things that i consciously kind of worked in there because i knew like man if he just has an opportunity to really like get in there like it's not a splash per se but there's a moment where you know he has this kind of big panel to introduce zebel Mm -hmm. um and in the script i just kind of say we arrive at zebel you know what i mean and not really like giving him a lot of you know stuff to go off of so you know he did some of the reference stuff but he made this really amazing decision that zebel because it is kind of like a meter triangle kind of situation well you know they probably have like a lot of like salvage and like old boats and things like that and they probably would like repurpose those boats into like homes or like office buildings or just like other things like that so him like taking that idea and just like doing all of these amazing things where i think you know talking about it with the editors they were kind of like yeah like we haven't really seen zebel in detail before like usually when we come to zebel we like arrive on the outskirts and go straight to the royal palace and like this is one of the first times that it's like well here it all is you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then uh even like as you kind of move through zebel with jackson um you know you see all of this really amazing detail work in the background uh and again that's all that's all marco um and you know i was just happy to kind of like get out of the way and let him (laughs) do his thing so yeah, they, finally they, a writer shuts up. <laughs> so did they um did they put together the the art team all at one time or was it like a process where you know Marco comes on first and he's sort of doing layouts and pencils and then maybe like a few days later do you find out who the colorist is going to be, who the letterer is going to be or does it uh form a lot quicker than that? They're like basically like these are our these are our four sort of you know team main team members here. This is what we're gonna do, or does it is it a little bit more fluid than that? Yeah, so we uh, kind of all came on um, along the way. You know, I think um, I came on first, and mm-hmm. then uh, you know Marco was brought on, um, and then Ram, our colorist, was brought on, and then Clayton Cowles, who's doing the uh, the letters. Uh, was brought on so we were we were very lucky because i mean ram is the like original colorist for the main series uh so uh he stuck around uh and that was cool and then you know clayton's the regular letter for the series um so that was also great just to be able to is there a book at dc that he doesn't letter 
I don't know. You know, I mean, <laughs> I think I see his name on every, every, you know, every issue I read, he looks like he's the letterer. So. Yeah. Every letterer in comics, you know what I mean? Like I don't know how they just do so many books mm-hmm. um, because every time I just kind of like you're saying, like, it's like, Oh yes, I know that name. I know that name. I know that name. Um, but it's like, yeah every every comic i'm reading this month you know i'm reading like six you know different comics and like you're lettering all of these um so it's it's amazing just how prolific you know some of them are and they don't really get really any credit which is totally unjustified not only because how many books they do but um you know just like it's it's work you know like it's not just them copying and pasting and like putting it you know onto the onto the artwork like there's a lot of different decisions that go into it um so you know getting to work with you know professionals all around you know it was really such a great opportunity to just kind of see how how talented really everybody is yeah no kidding yeah we've often said that like lettering is like the the unsung hero of, of comics you don't really notice it unless it's it's done badly or poorly that's 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 when you know it if if they're if they're doing right. their, their job you're sort of reading and you're you're following the flow and you don't really you know you don't really notice that they, you know a lot of work came into sort of leading your eye through the panel or placing the the panel where it makes sense and doesn't you know take away from the storytelling so it's 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 an art that a lot of people don't think about yeah yeah so you're doing two issues here uh 62 and 63 uh do you when when you're doing that do do you um you know a lot of times in superhero comics it's 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 a monthly thing so um and you do definitely do this with 62 uh you do do uh you know a last page moment that makes us want to come back for more um when you were planning it out how much did you sort of go you know i might have to slow this down a little bit or you know cut a little bit of this so that i hit this moment on page i'm i'm assuming it's page 20 is it it's a 20 page book 22 page book yeah 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 22 Okay, so did you did you do a little bit of like finagling to to get it to to hit at that point at the at the end there yeah, I think, um, you know, I talked a little bit about it on the show before, uh, but, you know, the way that I kind of do my outlining process, um, you know, I, I use the Dan Harmon story circle. So Dan Harmon from Community and from uh, Rick and Morty and a bunch of other things now, um, you know, he kind of has this story circle that kind of takes you around basically, you know, the hero's journey, um, you know, kind of a... a shorthand way um and that usually gets me to you know just like a like a strong ending of some kind um and for this you know knowing that uh you know superhero tradition you got to end on a cliffhanger uh and knowing that you know there's just going to be so much more to come you know in the second issue um you know we we talked about like what's the best way to end right you know because there's there's several things that kind of happen there at the end where it's just kind of like, well, that could be it. And like, that could be it. Um, but setting it up so that there's, uh, you know, really this, this imminent threat 
you know, for the next issue. Uh, and, and an imminent threat that like, if you're an Aquaman fan, you recognize that this is like not a joke. Like this is like bad stuff is about to go down. Um, so I think for me, uh, you know, kind of thinking about what's going to get the reader to come back next month you know hopefully hopefully you liked the like everything else in the story but like you know what's 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 the moment that's going to get you to go damn like next month i gotta i gotta get that too um especially because you know it's i love jackson a lot of people love jackson uh but aquaman's name is on the cover right and so like we're, we're taking you away from aquaman purposefully and so I want to make it worth your time and your money to to kind of take this detour with me. Um, and, you know, anything we can do to kind of hook you in so that you say, yes, you know, I want to, I want to finish up with this. Uh, and, you know, just as interested as I am in, you know, seeing what's going on with Aquaman and the wedding and like all this other stuff. It's like, I, I also want to see what's happening over here with Jackson and, and kind of how all this resolves. So, um, you know, it can be tricky because you, you don't want to, I'm terrified of the Mark Wade method where he's just kind of like, you know, I write an ending and I have no idea how it's going to resolve. You know what I mean? I just kind of like, I do it. Uh, and it's kind of like for him, like, you know, that, that kick next month where he's just like, damn it, Mark from a month ago. Like, why did you do this? You know, cause now I have to like puzzle it out and figure out how to, you know, make this work. Um, and for me, it's just, it's not even that I, I need to know like every single detail of everything. Um, but it, it often helps me to know like, where is the story going as a whole? So then, you know, when you have these kind of waypoint moments, you can say, okay, like I, I definitely know I'm leading to this. So like, what's, what's a good kind of impactful moment to kind of push the story into this direction. So I think we, we picked a good moment to end on. And again, Marco, incredible, you know, mm -hmm. drew, drew that in a very intriguing way. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's always this thing where it, endings are difficult and specifically cliffhanger endings are difficult because you don't want it to be something where people are like, that's dumb. Uh, but you also don't want it to be something where it's just like, oh, that doesn't even make sense. Like, well, I would that, ha you know, like, like a, like a rushed ending where it's just like, and now this person's here and you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like that, that's not really what the other 20 something pages of this book were about, but I guess I'll find out next month. Um, so yeah, we, we really tried to, to end it in a way that's, you know, kind of propelling everything forward into 63. Very cool. Yeah, I definitely liked how you you uh, set up the ending throughout the, the the 62. So it made me very excited because I was sort of guessing. I was trying to guess the whole time what was happening. And mm -hmm. there were a lot of you, you. You left a lot of things open to like guessing like, oh, is it this or is it this? And then when it happens at the end, I got very excited. So <laughs> spoiling it, I was like, oh, I love it. Um, it's very great. Um, Thank you. I'm really excited to read 63. I have them both ordered um, at my, for my LCS. So, Thank you. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Jordan, um, I am so happy that, uh, that you've been on again. It's been awesome to see, uh, your journey. Um, you know, uh, uh, you, you, you've, you've, uh, you know, uh, the stories that you've told us, you know, going to third eye sitting there, um, you know, listening to Kelly Sue sort of, you know, talk about, uh, you know, writing a comic and then having that idea to writing a comic to taking it all the way to 
taking over for for Kelly Sue um, on on her uh, on her DC, you know, her her the title of DC that she's working on right now. That's a really cool, you know, hero's journey that you that you put yourself on. Yeah, <laughs> it's surreal. Uh, I'm still until I'm holding this book in my hand. It's not even that I don't believe it's real, but it's just one of those things that I don't know if it's gonna hit me quite fully until I'm just like looking at it, you know, like as a, as a finished product. So you're like halfway through the second act of the hero's journey. Right <laughs> I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm almost, yeah. I'm almost there. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing, you know, in a lot of ways. And I think I really, um, you know, I have to stop and be appreciative of the moment just because, uh, you know, it's very easy to say, okay, and then what's next? You know, like, what are, what am I going to do next? And, and kind of have that eye, you know, looking to the future, which you, you need that too. But I think so many times in life, um, you know, things just kind of happen and then we don't necessarily appreciate it as fully, especially with like the hindsight of like everything that it took to get to a certain point. So like I'm, I'm celebrating, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, happy and proud of, of, of these two stories. Um, so it's, it's great to kind of be, you know, in this space and, and uh, you know, having that hard work pay off in that way. So 62 comes out uh, on the 18th of August. Is that, is that correct? Mm-hmm. And is there a release date for, for 63 um, announced? 63 is going to be coming out uh, September 22nd. Okay. So we definitely encourage everybody to, to go to their LCS if, in, and get these issues uh, if you're not currently subscribed to Aquaman um, to, to read up because we really enjoy them. Thank you. Awesome. So, uh, Jordan, as we close up, actually, I want to make sure check with Noah because I know Noah might have a, a final question. Noah, do you have any any final questions? Uh, any anything you want to bring up here as we close up? I thought I had something clever to ask, but I completely <laughs> forgot it. So, never mind. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> so. Very cool. Well, um, so since we're going to close up, uh, Jordan, why don't you let folks uh, know where they can follow you online to, to keep up with some Aquaman news and hopefully some, uh, some other news coming up here soon. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at JRSosa18. Uh, that's J-R-S-O-S-A-1-8. Um, and that's basically where I'll be posting and talking about any, any future projects and future work. Um, and, you know, cat memes and other stuff <laughs> yeah uh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> very cool so uh we're gonna have links to both of those in the show notes uh so for anybody who who wants to check those out uh, they'll, they'll they'll be there um for anybody listening if you could give us a rating and review on whatever podcasting service you use really appreciate it if you want to follow the podcast we are on twitter at construct instagram is constructing comics pod facebook and youtube is constructing comics um also check out the facebook page for ageless press uh the instagram account for dino thrashers um there'll there'll be more news on that soon Um, i'd like to thank everybody for listening everybody be safe uh be nice to each other and go out and make some art and make some comics